Your life's not over. It's time to reach up like never before. Reach for all that God has for you. Stretch forward your faith. You can do the impossible if you'll dare to believe God. Today is your day for spiritual breakthrough, revelation, reformation, reclamation. If God be for you, who can stand against you? A thousand may fall at your left and 10,000 at your right, but it will not come nigh your dwelling. It's time, body of Christ, to stand firm on the word of God and believe the impossible. Today is your day for salvation. Tomorrow's over. Your past is behind you, but your future is shining bright ahead of you. Lift up your eyes. saying today is your day and if you'll dare to believe me I'm going to astound you I'm going to make all your critics tongues fall out of their mouth their eyes are not going to believe what they're about to behold because I am taking you from the ash heap from the dung hills of this life and I am setting you among princes I'm raising you up to reach a generation for me forget yesterday. you got to forget about your past. It's over. Don't let the enemy remind you of your yesterday anytime. God's not speaking to you about your yesterday. He's speaking to you about your tomorrow. Anything is possible. We're going to talk about tonight how to receive a few keys on how to receive the blessing of the Lord on your life. We're going to talk about transitioning from miracles to blessings. A lot of people want miracles. Miracles are great, but we're going to talk tonight about why you need the blessing. What you really need is God's blessing on your life, and if you can get the blessing on you, then you won't live from miracle to miracle. So take a few moments, <coughs> excuse me, like and share, and let's get some people on. I see my good friend Ryan Hill. Man, Ryan, how are you? Hope you're doing well. We've got to get you back to the Refuge Church. I was just the other day thinking about you and listening. I went back and listened to uh, the message that you gave when you were here preaching for us last year in 2017. And man, that was powerful. And we want to get you back uh, in the new year. And so let's get that scheduled. And my friend Daryl Schaefer just came on, Pastor Daryl. I hope and pray that you and your family and your church had a wonderful uh, Christmas season, holiday season, and I know great things are happening at One Way. I believe it's One Way Church, uh, and so we've got to get you here, Pastor Daryl. We've been threatening or bluffing. I'm not sure. I've been wanting to get you here, and it just hasn't worked out, but we want to get you here in 2019. We believe the Lord's going to send a word through you to touch us and... Uh, it's going to be great. Adria, thanks for joining. Everybody like, share, and we're going to get you blessed tonight. You know, uh, uh, awesome. We'll do it, Ryan. And everybody that's coming on, please comment. Uh, you know, let us know where you're watching from, if it's your first time, because if you don't comment, most of the time, I don't see you. And everybody that uh, is on the broadcast tonight, I am going, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to be going back and praying for you uh, throughout the remainder of this week. And so, anyway, listen. 
it has been an awesome, 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 awesome uh, last couple of weeks, uh, really this whole season uh, at the Refuge Church. I mean, what God's doing in our ministry and the lives of our families here, it's just been incredible. We've, we've seen signs, wonders, miracles, and we're experiencing the blessing of God. And I've been preaching and teaching and talking a lot this year about God's <coughs> excuse me, about God's blessing and why we need the blessing of the Lord on us. But I want to go a little bit deeper in that tonight. And I want to talk to you uh, about a few keys to receiving uh, from God. You see, um, when Christ was on the cross, we know, first of all, let's back up even further from there. When God created man in the garden, he created Adam. He created him a son of God. Adam was literally the first Jesus, if you will, uh, or Jesus was the second Adam, however you want to say it. But um, the point is this, that once man fell, before that time, as man was created, he was created with everything that he needed. Uh, he was totally self-sufficient. And really the only thing that man needed was time or communion with God twice a day. And so man would meet with God, Adam and Eve, in the cool of the day, that's morning and night. <coughs> you have to excuse me. And man would commune with God and basically receive knowledge, revelation on how to govern the world that God had given them. But they had all authority to totally rule and govern everything that the Lord had given them. After sin, man lost that dominion. And so Christ comes on the scene and the religious order of today preaches a very small part of the message of Jesus. We make the pinnacle of everything that happens in the Christian experience salvation. However, that's not the pinnacle, that's only the beginning. And when we understand that, that that's literally the starting line, that at that moment in which we start, that we are given access to a kingdom in which we can receive anything from our Father. And so we literally cross over from operating only in a, in a natural realm to operating in a supernatural realm. And man, there's a lot of great natural things that, that are here in this world for us and that take place here. And I love all of those things. I am a lover of life. I love the world around us. I love people. <coughs> I love animals. You know, I love nature. I love just being outside. And all of those things that happen are awesome. And you know, I love working and earning money and all of those things that we do as people. But there comes a point in time uh, when we enter into our salvation experience that we need to understand that we've crossed over into a supernatural realm and that we're serving a God that is supernatural. Most people, most people live in that natural realm and the only time they turn to God outside of religion, a lot of people turn to religion on Sunday, on Wednesday, they have their normal time of religion. And they do the same thing week in and week out, go through the motions, but they're not being changed into the likeness of God. They're not receiving the blessing of the Lord. There's not that effervescence, if you will, that proves that they've been with God. You know, when the disciples had been with God, they'd been with Christ, there was something about them that could not be denied. It wasn't their accent. 
It wasn't the clothes that they wore. It was the fact that the Spirit of God had come alive in them. Their spirit had come alive in them. And there was a partnership that was then allowing them to do things that no one else could do. They walked in a level, in a measure, if you will, in an atmosphere that surrounded them that was tangible to others around them. And it was very powerful. And that's the will of God for us when we receive Him, when we make that commitment in our life, when we cross over from death to life. God has a plan for us, and it's not that we just sit idly by and try to be a good Christian and go to church every week. That's great. But God hasn't called us to go to church every week. That's part of it. But God's called us to rule and to reign. And if we are going to rule and to reign, I see a lot of people coming on. Thank you for coming on. Please like and share. We are going to have to master the art of receiving or downloading from God. You know, uh, I can go into... Um, uh, 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 a place where there's Wi-Fi. I can take my computer that's in front of me and I can connect to the Wi-Fi no matter where I am, whether it's a restaurant or a coffee shop or at my house or here in my office. And when I connect to the Wi-Fi, I have the ability then to download or receive things wirelessly from, I can access a world that I cannot see and I can begin to bring information and resources to my fingertips. I can access anything literally around the world. Well, God has that same type of Wi-Fi experience in that once we receive him, there's no, there should now then no, be no connectivity issues. And we should be able to connect to him and begin to draw in, to download, to begin to bring into our atmosphere, our lives, the essence of of the supernatural realm. We should birth the kingdom of God here on earth. And so I want to talk to you about that. And before I get started on the keys to receiving, I want to give you three keys, three keys that will block, three things that will, Emily, I will pray for you, and I'll be praying for people at the end of this broadcast in about 10 minutes. And so stay on with us, and, and, and I promise I'm going to pray. There are many others that have needs that, that uh, we're going to pray over. But there are three things specifically as you look through the Word of God that block blessing. They block the blessing of God. And number one is doubt. And I, I've got a few um, descriptions of these things that I want to give you. Um, and doubt is defined as this. Um, it Doubt is to be uncertain about something. It's to consider questionable or unlikely. <clears throat> it's to hesitate to believe, to hesitate to believe. Man, I've been in some awesome services, and I've even had God speak to me personally many times in my life, and there have been times where I've hesitated to believe what God was speaking to me because I couldn't see how it was possible that that could happen, and that is doubt. That's doubt, and and Christ often spoke, spoke about doubt and unbelief. Listen, everything that we need to be successful here in this life, everything that you need to rule and reign, everything that you need to be healed in your body, everything that you need to prosper in your finances, everything that you need to plant that church, to start that business, to, to see that son or daughter come back and have that relationship restored, everything that you need to see whatever it is in your life that's broken or missing, whatever it is that you need to restore that, to have that put back together, it's already been given you. It's already been given you. The problem is we don't have the faith to access that which God has already 
given us. So oftentimes what happens is we just go through life and we lower our expectations. We begin to expect less and less and less and less. And then we live as Christians. We live uh, a life that is really doesn't measure up to the type of life that Christ lived. We want to call ourselves Christians, but we don't actually experience the aura, the atmosphere of the Father. And so therefore, we actually, we're not walking in that Christ-like aura. And so I got to get you to that. Number one thing that will block that is doubt. And that is literally just to distrust, to to hesitate, to believe, to consider something questionable. You know, I believe what my pastor said. I believe what Pastor Jordan said. I, I, I believe what the Word of God said. But, you know, I just don't know if that's going to happen for me like that. I, I, you know, it's unlikely that it could happen for me because of where I live, my socioeconomic level, my last name, the job that I have. We limit the blessing of God to the type of job we have, to the connections we have, etc., etc. God's not interested in any of that. He's saying this, look, I want to give you the ability to receive, to download from me any and everything that you need to prosper and be in health. Number two, very quickly, we've got to get through this. The second thing that will block or stop you from receiving God's best in your life, the atmosphere of heaven, is unbelief. And unbelief is different than doubt, and that's why Christ talked about doubt and unbelief, because they're two separate things. But doubt, uh, or excuse me, unbelief, is literally, it's defined as this, withholding or lack of belief. Withholding or lack of belief. Withholding or lack of belief. So in other words, it, it kind of talks about when you get in and you really start digging into unbelief, which is different than disbelief. Disbelief is the absence of belief, and that's not the word that Christ used, so I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about unbelief. And when you look at unbelief, it, it's literally, it's implying uh, a lack of belief because of insufficient evidence. Insufficient evidence. I want to believe it, but I don't see anything that would cause me to believe it, so now I have unbelief. So doubt will block you from receiving. Unbelief will stop you from receiving. My friend Greg Collins just came on. Pastor Greg, Dr. Greg, I love you. James, you just came on. Uh, I'll, pray, I'll pray for you in a minute, Emily, I promise. Good to see you, James. I pray God's best on you. And so doubt will stop you. Unbelief will stop you. And number three, and this is the thing that I see so many Christians they get the first two right. Man, they don't walk in doubt. They don't walk in unbelief. But this right here trips them up most of the time. And that is negative speech. Negative talking. Did you know that uh, in the Old Testament, God calls negative speech evil? He said that there were 12 spies that went out. Two came back and they were positive, And 10 came back and the Bible says they had a negative report. And if you go back into King James, it says they had an evil report. And God literally denied an entire generation from entering into something that he had already given them, all because their speech was negative. See, that's why David said in Psalms, I've set a guard about my lips. And a lot of times what the enemy wants to do is he wants to come in, he wants to cause offense in our life, offense in the life of a believer. And what that offense does is it opens up a root of bitterness. You, you have to have a root of bitterness for offense to grow in your life. And when that happens, what goes on there is we begin to talk negative. But David, when he was walking wounded, when he had his father-in-law and the king turn on him and, and begin to come against him, what David said is he said, look, I'm not, I'm not going to speak 
anything negative out of my mouth, even though my heart would want me to say negative things. I'm going to set a guard so that every time I would start to say something negative, I stop myself from saying anything negative because he understood that if he allows negative speech to come out of his mouth, the negativity will shut down the receiving, the ability to download or receive the blessing of God in his life. And so it's very important that we get doubt out of the way. How do we get doubt out of the way? Through reading the Word of God. Through reading the Word of God. Faith replaces doubt. And so when we begin to grow our faith, doubt leaves. It's like darkness. When you turn the light on, darkness leaves. There's no question about it. Some of us need the light of the Word of God to be turned up a little bit in our life. Unbelief, how do we get it to go? Unbelief leaves when we begin to pray, when we begin to pray. And as we begin to pray, then what happens is the, the Word of God begins to totally blossom in our life, and it takes away all of the doubt and the unbelief that's been in our life. And so prayer removes that. And the negative speech, you know, it's easy to get negative. It's easy to think negative. It's easy, especially when bad things are happening or we've experienced bad things in the past, to want to talk or speak negative. But you know what? Uh, we have to, at those moments, set a guard on our lip and say, you know what? I'm not going to say anything negative. Even though everything looks bad right now, I'll say nothing negative. I won't even say the truth. Or excuse me, I won't even repeat the facts. I'm only going to speak the truth. The facts may be you're broke. The facts may be there's a sickness in your body. The facts may be there's a disease in your family. The facts may be whatever they are. The facts may be that you're homeless. The facts may be that you're jobless. The facts may be that your children, uh, there's a problem between you and your children or in other relationships in your life. The, the, the facts may be that that marriage is on the rocks. But the truth is, well, come on now, what's the truth? The truth is that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The truth is that he's already gone before me and he's made a way where there is no way. Hello, Fred. Hello, Linda. Hello, Melissa. Thanks for joining. And so we have to not speak the facts. We have to not get negative in our speech, but we have to speak the truth. And then very quickly, very quickly, I want to get you into, I'm only going to give you three keys tonight. I believe they're the most important keys to, to receiving from God. But before I do that, I've got to tell you this. A lot of people, a lot of people wait till there's an issue or a problem in their life. And then at that moment, they want to go and they want to receive a miracle from God. They say, you know, everything's going wrong in my life. There's a sickness. Mama's sick. Daddy's sick. The dog's sick. Uh, you know, my kids are sick. All those things are serious. I'm not making light of them. I need help making the rent. I need help making the car payment. I'm, I'm losing my job. Uh, there's, there's cancer in my body. And at that moment, they turn to God and they, they put me on this prayer list. Put me on, Pastor, come pray. Put me, and we look for a miracle. And there's nothing wrong with a miracle. And certainly we serve a miracle-working God. But God's plan for us, hello, uh, Zachary, uh, Luke Petrie and, and uh, DJ uh, Jarrell and Emma Player Brown. I love you, Mama Brown. And, and, and to everybody else, I hope you got your names right. Thank you for joining. But, you know, uh, God wants to move us beyond miracles into the blessing. And I, I, I want to touch on this for just a second. <coughs> but the best advice is not to wait until a storm hits to learn how to believe God for a miracle. During a storm, emotions, so much of the time, 
cancel faith. That's why you've got to have faith that predates the storm. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You've got to have faith that predates the storm. You can tweet that at me. I promise you that's an original right here. Faith that predates the storm. Don't wait till you get in the middle of a battle to try to drum up some faith because your emotions will stop your faith. And I see it so much of the time. I go and pray for people that they're really needing a miracle. And when I come into the room and pray, and I give them scripture, man, they're believing God. I believe that, Pastor. That's awesome. We're, we're going to believe God. We're going to stand on the word of God. And, and you know, six hours after I leave, uh, you know, you see the post on Facebook where they've abandoned that faith. They've abandoned that word from God. And now they're speaking negative. Now there's doubt. And now there's unbelief. Why is that so? Because their faith didn't predate the storm. They weren't walking with the Messiah before that storm hit. So when the storm hit, now the emotions are running high and their emotions are blocking them. And, and, and I just want to clarify the difference right now between a blessing or walking in the blessing of God and a miracle. A miracle is supernatural. It's a supernatural intervention of God in a crisis situation. I believe in miracles. I've received miracles. I stand for miracles. We see miracles all the time in our church. I mean, in 2018, I do not have time to talk to you about the miracles that have happened in this house. From a person that was diagnosed and dying with hepatitis C, an enlarged liver 10 times the size that it should be, totally shrunk down. We're talking in three days from the time that I laid hands on her and prayed for this lady. She went back to the doctor, no hepatitis C, totally healed by the power of God. People that were delivered from all types of drug addictions, from heroin to methamphetamines, all of the things that have happened. We've seen uh, one of our elders that was, he was diagnosed with leukemia. God totally and radically healed him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. There is no leukemia. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, one of our uh, uh, men in our church, his father had a massive stroke and it was a brain bleed. I went to pray for him in the hospital. The doctors came in and said, he is going to die. What are his you know, his final wishes, are we going to put him on a ventilator, etc., etc. The doctor left and laid hands on him. The Holy Spirit stepped in that room, gave me a word when I prayed for him. One of the sons that doesn't know anything about God, the power of God hit him, and if he wouldn't been for catching himself on the hospital bed, he would have fallen out on the hospital floor. But I want you to know that in about four days, God raised that man up. Even that night, God sent an angel into the room and said, if you'll believe what Pastor Jordan has spoken to you, I'm going to raise you up out of this hospital. His speech came back. He, he's walking. He's talking. I'm telling you that I believe in miracles. We see miracles all the time. Miracles are awesome. Miracles are awesome. But I want to, I want to take you deeper than miracles. I want to take you beyond miracles because Jesus never needed a miracle. He performed miracles. We're supposed to be Christians. We're supposed to be Christians. People that walk and talk and move and live and breathe like Christ. But the issue is that the church today is so immature because as pastors, as the priesthood, what we've done is we've taught people to depend on us 
as sort of a job security <coughs> rather than, excuse me, teaching people to depend on God and become like Christ. And so I want you to get this. I want you to get this. A miracle is a supernatural intervention of God in a crisis situation. A blessing is still the power of God, but it flows through natural channels. A blessing is the power of God on you, but it flows through natural channels. It flows through natural channels. Isn't that the blessing that we saw on Paul whenever they cut pieces of his robe off? Now, that's a natural garment. It's a shirt. And they cut pieces of them, and they sent them off, and everyone that touched or received a piece of that prayer cloth <clears throat> a piece of that garment, excuse me, received a, a healing, a miracle in their life instantly? Isn't that something that happened through a natural? So the blessing was on Paul to perform a miracle for someone else? Isn't that what we see when Peter's shadow, a shadow is a natural thing, natural light, shadow, when the shadow of Peter hit someone? He, those people were healed. There was a miracle. And so God doesn't want us to depend on miracles. He wants us to walk in the blessing and perform miracles. Come on now, somebody. He wants us to walk in the blessing and perform miracles. Now, let's talk about this. Blessings are better than miracles. If you live your life literally waiting or, or, or walking from one miracle to the next, you're going to live from crisis to crisis. See, it's so much better to be blessed with good health than to need divine healing. And God's plan is for you to walk in divine health. It's so much better for you to walk in prosperity, come on now, than to need to be delivered from poverty. Come on. I know I'm preaching good. Somebody needs to throw some hearts and some likes up there. Somebody needs to say that's good, Pastor. Somebody needs to share the video. We're going to get some people blessed. I'm going to give you the three keys. It's time to give you the three keys now to receiving from God. Number one, number one, now that you know that it's not about living from miracle to miracle, but it's about walking in the blessing of God. It's about receiving the blessing of God, and then everywhere I go, I'm blessed. Everywhere I go, I'm walking in the atmosphere of heaven. I'm bringing heaven to earth through the kingdom of God. Of God, And so, number one, keys to receiving, faith, faith. Now, I'm going to talk about faith and bring it out just a little bit differently, maybe than you have thought of it before. But faith is, uh, you know, we know what the Word says. Um, it is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. See, that's why unbelief is the absence of faith because unbelief says, I would believe, but there's no evidence. But faith says, I'm going to believe despite the evidence. And when we believe despite the evidence, that's when faith is born. See, belief is not faith. Belief is the beginning of faith. But when we step over into faith, there's something about us. There's something about our mind. There's something about our psyche. There's something about our being that just says, even though nothing has happened yet, I've got evidence in my spirit. I've got something in my spirit that says, it's already happened. It's not materialized, but I know in my spirit 
that this thing has already happened and I'm going to receive it. I can see it. I can taste it. I can feel it in my spirit even though nothing has happened yet in the natural. And I saw my friend, Pastor Sonny Warmoth, come on just a moment ago. Pastor Sonny, we love you. Bless you. We want to get you back to the Refuge Church in 2019. And we want to hear about all that God is doing in Nashville, Tennessee. And so let me keep going with faith here. Let me keep going with faith. Faith is defined as an allegiance to a person or loyalty. An allegiance to a duty or a person or loyalty. Now, this is where I really, I, I just got to stop and say this. We live in a time where people switch churches quicker than they switch the brand of mustard that they use. You know, I mean, it's just like, it's like switching internet providers. I got a better deal over here. I'm going over there. I'm going here. They, they got this. They got that. They got a children's program. They, and, and everybody's switching. And people can get so offended and then so upset and they leave their duty, they leave their post at the church, they leave their post at the ministry. But faith, <coughs> come on now, the world defines faith. The world defines faith as allegiance to duty or allegiance to a person as loyalty. There's a part of faith that is loyalty that says even though things aren't going the way I like them, even though I'm, I feel like I've been slighted or mistreated right now, I'm going to have faith in this thing and I'm going to stick with it. There's a lot of churches and a lot of pastors that are aborting their destiny by, by not being loyal to what God called them to. They're leaving their post. They're leaving the place God called them to go somewhere else because it looks bigger and it looks better and the pay's better and the this and the that. When God's called us to be loyal, he's called us to be faithful. Faith is also defined as fidelity to one's promise. Fidelity to one's promise. That's why uh, Abraham was the father of faith because when once he committed to God and he said, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to follow you, follow you into a land that I don't know about, at that moment, he never wavered in that. He continued in that walk, in that steadfast faith. So he was the father of faith. <coughs> and you know, we hear this all the time in, in courtrooms. Excuse me, everyone. And it, uh, faith can also be defined as uh, sincerity uh, of uh, intentions. In other words, we hear uh, this, this phrase, he acted in good faith, right? And so the intentions were right with what he did. He did the wrong thing. He, you know, he, he did his best, but it, it wasn't the right thing, but he had the right motive. See, God looks at the motive or the thoughts or the intents of the heart, not necessarily what happens on the outside. We judge what happens here. In the natural world, if you do the right thing, even with the wrong motive, you're okay. But if you do the wrong thing with the right motive, you're no good. But in God's world, if you do the wrong thing with the right motive, he is looking at your heart because you're acting in good faith. And so uh, faith is also belief, and it's trust, and it's loyalty to God. It's complete trust. It's strong conviction. Let's go very quickly. Number two, seed. Seed is your, your second key to receiving from God. Seed. Your second key to receiving from God. Uh, you know, seed is very important. Seed is something that it starts out very small. You know, uh, everything that that person, that plant, 
that animal will become is contained in the seed, is contained in the seed. At the moment of conception, that seed passes from that man to the woman. And everything, everything, the blood type, uh, the sex, the height, uh, all of those things are predetermined in that seed. When you plant that corn in the ground, you know specifically what you're going to get because it's contained within the seed. Seed is number two. And i got to go because I'm over time, so I don't have time to spend right there. But number three is praise. Praise. And let me just say it like this. Um, your faith believes in or takes you... The Bible says that we are to walk from or, or walk from glory to glory, from faith to faith. So our faith gives us the ability to believe in something that we haven't seen. So I believe that, that God is about to bless me, that there's a door of favor going to open up into my life, that that lost loved one is coming back to God, that that relationship is being restored, that that healing is on its way, that that financial situation is taken care of. That's faith. That's faith. Our seed... Come on, somebody. When we sow our seed, it brings us to the door of opportunity. It brings us to the door of opportunity. And a lot of Christians believe they sow, whether it's time, talent, or treasure, and then God brings them to that door of opportunity. But because they don't know step three, they never step into their blessing. Step three is praise. Praise. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Thanksgiving is thanking God for what's already happened. Happened, But praise is thanking Him for what's about to happen. Praise portals us into the divine favor of God. It warps us, if you will, into the presence of God. Praise is defined as this. I want you to get this tonight. I'm going to leave you with this. To express favorable judgment. One of the synonyms of praise is to commend. When you praise, you are expressing favorable judgment at what God has already spoken to you. So what happens is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has already ruled in your favor. But at the moment in time that you begin to praise, you put your ruling and your authority with the authority of the Father, and it's settled in heaven, and it's settled on earth, and immediately you begin to receive from God. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, say this, Our Father who's in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, rule with God, side with God, and say what's happening in heaven today is going to happen on earth today. Everywhere I go, what's happening in heaven is going to be happening in my life. It's going to be happening where I'm at. Everything that's happening right now in heaven is happening in Meigs County. It's happening in Ohio. It's happening in West Virginia. It's happening in your life. It's happening in your state. It's happening in your family. And when you begin to praise God, come on now somebody, when you begin to praise Him, at that moment, you put your ruling with the ruling of the Father, you Express that favorable judgment. You say, I'm judging in the matter. It's already done. It's decided. I'm putting my authority with the Father. Two are better than one. And what happens in heaven now begins to happen on earth. Oh, I am preaching so much better than you're responding right now. This is revelation for you. And I know that God is blessing you through this. Listen, friends. 
I want you to be a part of everything that God is doing right here at the Refuge Church. And the best way to do that is go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com. You're, you're there now. You're watching the video forward slash trclife.org. Go to trclife.org. Look at our website. We have all kinds of resources on there for you. I put out a podcast every week uh, from Pastor Jordan Bradford. If you search on Podbean, if you search on uh, on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, we're on most of the major providers. It's free to you. It's about 20 or 30 minutes long. It'll bless your life. Go and download the podcast. Subscribe. God wants you blessed. And I want the best that God has for you. I believe the rest of your life is to be the best of your life. You've got to begin to receive from God. Listen, we're not waiting on God. Stop saying that. He's waiting on us. It's finished. Everything that he needed to do has already been done. It's time for us to tap in and begin to download from heaven everything that he's already positioned us to receive, everything that he's already portioned for us to have. This year, 2019, that's coming up, it's going to be your greatest year. Your greatest year. It's going to be a time of increase. It's going to be a time of reformation. It's going to be a time of reclamation. Come on. You're going to begin to reclaim some of the things that you've lost in your health. I feel right now a strong move for a, 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 a reconciliation of relationships. Reconciliation of relationships. Come on. I know what it's like to go through tough times where relationships are strained. But I'm going to tell you this. I also know what it's like to have those relationships reconciled by the power of God. And there are many people that are watching live or in an archive that need those relationships restored. You need them restored. And I want you, I want you to begin to receive from God, to begin to download, if you will, and receive all that God has for you. We've got exciting things coming up right here at the Refuge Church. This Saturday night, I'm going to be preaching. It's going to be an amazing message. You're not going to want to miss. Bring your friends. Bring your family. Next Wednesday night, we're going to be right here again at the Refuge Church. I'll be doing from the pastor's office afterwards. We will be having our weekly gathering, our midweek gathering uh, here next Wednesday. We have so many exciting things happening. I want you to be a part of all of them. Let's pray. If there's something special that you're believing God for, put it on the screen right now. Emily, if you're there, put on the screen what you want us to pray for, and we will pray for it. Father, I just thank you right now. If you're believing God for a healing, for a miracle, for reconciliation, for whatever it is, stretch your hand towards the camera. Say, that's me, Pastor. I thank you right now that you are our provider. You're our healer. You're everything that we need you to be when we need you to be it. Right now, on behalf of everyone that's watching, I speak life. I speak blessing. I speak reconciliation. I speak the glory of the Lord entering your situation. No longer will you live from crisis to crisis, from miracle to miracle. But now God is taking you into the supernatural. He's taking you into the state of being blessed. Align your talk, align your speech, align your life with the Word of God. Great things are going to begin to happen. We speak right now 
uh, on this sinus congestion. It has to go now in Jesus' name. Touch Emily. She has two funerals to attend this week. We rebuke a spirit of death from her life. Touch everyone that's watched, live or in an archive. You know the needs, Father. Meet the needs. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Listen, if you're anywhere around, and when I say anywhere around, I'm talking two, three-hour radius, you need to be here this Saturday at 7 p.m. I promise you, I promise you that you're going to be blessed. I'm going to be speaking a very powerful word on alignment, and we're going to be getting aligned as we go into 2019 to receiving God's best. Listen, the blessing of the Lord is there. Everything that you need is already appropriated. You just got to begin to receive from God. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing for God's best for you. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give a rating. To learn more about our ministry, go to bradfordministries.net.